episode 36. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. Today we're going to South Carolina and visit with this wonderful singer, songwriter. This is Kylie Odetta and her story. So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. So today on the Dharmic Evolution, I am delighted to have Kylie Odetta from North Carolina, a singer-songwriter, very talented young lady. And Kylie, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I'm actually from South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. I'm so sorry. Uh, no. You're doing gigs in North Carolina. That's probably what, uh, what I was looking at. Yeah, no worries at all. Yeah, I play a lot around this region. So... Um, so tell me, how did uh, how did this all get started? You're a very young lady uh, for the accolades and accomplishments that you've already achieved in life. So um, how did the music bug bite you? How did you get into it, Kylie? Good question. Um, I started taking piano lessons when I was six, but I started writing songs when I was eight years old, and I was literally outside playing hopscotch with my older brother, and I had this tune stuck in my head, and I was like, I don't really know what this is, but I'm just going to go inside and write it down. And then so I did that, and I went back out to play. And ever since then, I've just been writing. But it was really in sixth grade when I did my school talent show. That's when I was like, hey, performing is really fun, and it's something I want to do like forever. And my parents were both like, what the heck do you mean by that? And I was like, I want to be like a musician, a professional musician. And they're like, okay, how do we go about this? Um, so that's really when I got the bug. But the reason I think for that was because when I was growing up, my parents, they always sang to me around the house. There was always music playing. They would sing us to sleep. So it just came really naturally and it felt, it already felt kind of like home to be doing music, you know? So sixth grade. So yeah. what, what took you so long? You're a late <laughs> bloomer, huh? <laughs> sixth grade, you're writing songs. That is so cool. And I'm so, um, I'm so delighted when I hear about that, when, you know, your parents were supportive. That's so incredibly important, and it, it, it obviously shines through your personality. Even though I've only just seen you for 30 seconds on Skype, I can tell already you've got that vibrant flame going, girl, and that's so important for what you're doing. And um, let me ask you, um, so you started writing in, in, like, sixth grade, so what was the first song that you connected and you said, you know, wow, was it the very first one and you said, I can do this, this is, you were like astonished that you did it? I wouldn't say it was the first song. It was probably, I mean, the first song was a pretty deep song for being eight years old. It was about letting your heart live to be free was actually the concept of it. Right. But as I first got into songwriting, you know, I was so young. I wrote songs about like my dead cat. I wrote a song about <laughs> chocolate and I wrote a song about wanting to work in a castle and so I think it definitely it wasn't right off the bat that I was like yeah I've got this because you know I was still I was just writing about things that I knew and that's what I feel like writers should always do but obviously as I got older and gained more um, personal experiences and got to see things um, and experience life a little bit more I think that's when I realized that you know songwriting is something that's really important to me and that I'm um, passionate about and pretty good at and so I just kept doing it it was probably 
when I was in like, I would say, I've never been asked that question before actually, I would say when songwriting really like got to me was probably my freshman year of high school when I started writing um, more in-depth stuff. So, so the, th- the thing that I'm getting is that you embraced your imagination. You didn't run away from it. You said, well, hey, what is this writing in a castle stuff, you know? <laughs> I mean, you, you went on the journey, which was brave, you know? And then, so when you were a freshman, that's when you realized you could go deeper. Yes. That's cool. That is, so, hey, just to give everybody a little taste here, this is Already Gone by Kylie Odetta. Check this out. Tastes like coffee, and you never quite let me in. You said I'll talk to you soon, my dear, but I fear I'll never see you again. Your charm is that you were quiet, and your downfall was your own eyes. It gave you away every time you say something sweet. I knew you were just getting by. I knew you were just getting by. It wasn't my fault. Awesome. Oh, by the way, I'm following you on SoundCloud, so you picked up another fan. Yay. Hey, listen, so you have a very evolved style. I love it. Like, who were your influences? Like, who were you listening to, um, you know, last year when you were in ninth grade? I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> but, but like, who, like, you shaped your own style, and I can tell you're very stylized. You have your own footprint, your own thumbprint on your music, which is which is uh, so commendable, and um, I just want to acknowledge and, and just, you know, take off my headphones to you for that. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's, I really appreciate that, and I've listened to, I don't have, like, one particular artist or a few particular artists in general that I would say I have, like, oh my gosh, these are my idols, you know? Right. Um, musically, I listen to a lot of other upcoming artists as well. I really love, like, I have a little blog on indie music and, like, upcoming artists, so I love discovering other upcoming artists and listening to their stuff. Isn't it great? (laughs) (laughs) I do. I've listened to, like, a lot of Corinne Bailey Ray. Like, I listen to Ed Sheeran. Um, I listen to a lot of jazz right now. I'm super into that and, like, Elton John and all that stuff and... So that's been really cool 
to do that, and that's definitely influenced me. When I was really young, um, my parents played kind of the Kenny Chesney beachy music around the house. Yeah, okay. I don't know how that may be intertwined with some of it. I am from the South, but I wouldn't declare myself a Southern girl by any means. So, yeah, there's never really been one particular artist, but it's just a culmination of a ton of stuff and a ton of different upcoming artists. Yeah, I think it just makes you, you know, better as a writer and a, and a um, you know, a stylized performer because, uh, like, for me, I listened to the Beach Boys a lot when I was young. I was just crazy about Brian Wilson <laughs> and the way he could write songs. But I, I'm, I'm like, light years different than... But you carry that stuff around with you, I think, you know? Like, just like you listen to all those people you just described, you carry around the better parts or all the good parts of what you ingest all day long and I think it just, you know, helps you craft who you are, which is yeah, just great. I, I definitely think that everything comes from somewhere. And so, like, every song you listen to or you've heard throughout your whole life kind of forms you into the artist that you are. And obviously, you have to have your own thing. And I think it just comes through being open to finding that. Right. And you work at it. I can tell that you've put in the work because this just doesn't come out of the sky and land on you. You have to, you know, finding your voice um, is very, very time consuming, challenging and difficult in some ways because you like so many things and it it takes tenacity and, you know, this uncompromising um drive to find that and and it sounds to me like you you have it nailed down i want to play another one here for everybody this is called take caution with kylie odetta
gonna last you Breaking all my good habits And taking over new patterns Knew I was a smart kid When I said no to drugs and other things But I didn't know I'd end up like an addict Great dynamics, excellent, excellent <laughs> So tell me about Take Caution uh, give, us, give us a little snapshot of what brought you to write that song well, I actually wrote it about um, a person that I knew, and it wasn't really an extremely personal experience, like that exact story in the song didn't happen to me. Old boyfriend? <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was kind of, um, I took it from the concept of like describing this person who is that like dark and um, kind of not bad guy, but you know, just that edgy guy that makes you want to do things that you maybe, maybe normally wouldn't or, or you know it's bad for you and you know the relationship is just going down the tubes, but you can't seem to break away from it. It's kind of like a good kind of intoxication. And so I just kind of really went from that thought and expanded on it and created this storyline. So is that is take caution the message there to you or is it to the person that you wrote it about? It's to yourself. Right, that's what so, I thought. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of about like you know this person's bad and it's like you may like your body may want it or something like that but your mind and your heart is like no you need to stop take caution like this is not It's not a good, good for you. Thing. Like pause all the lights are flashing it's like warning you but you do it anyways. Right. We've all done that, like yep. me, me hundreds of times throughout my life, you know, like I, I know the right thing. Why am I letting somebody else tell me to do something? Yep. <laughs> hey, uh, let's talk about live performance because you, um, you perform out live often, correct? Oh, yes. So tell me about where you're playing and what kind of gigs are you doing these days? I do a wide variety. This past weekend, I played at the Music Farm in Charleston, and it was a part of a music festival type thing called the New Music Confab, and there was about four or five other bands playing that night. So it was really neat to be able to play in that historic venue. And then this past week, I spoke and performed at a high school um, about following your dream, and I played some songs for them, and that was really fun. And next week, I have a show in Spartanburg at my hometown at a coffee shop where it's my only local show for a while, so I think that'll be a lot of fun um, and hopefully some some people will come out and we'll get to have a great time but I play a wide variety of shows I'll, I've opened up for people in the past and I'm looking to get on some tours with people this year and I do my own shows or lots of different things it just really depends it's all really fun though yeah so I saw in your bio that you've you've worked with Gavin DeGraw like open for these people Colby yes. Calais Matt Carney Austin Mahone Kelly Pickler you've been with some uh, some big stars here yeah, That's it's awesome. Been, it's definitely like God has blessed me in ways that I can't even. Now begin. wait a minute. Now which ones did you upstage, or all of them, or <laughs> what? What happened there? <laughs> oh goodness! No. Hey, you know, you said something interesting before. You said you spoke at a high school and talked about you know the dream, the dream of doing what you're doing, and uh, I'm so glad you said that because that's what that's what the Dharmic evolution is all about. It's all yeah. about. Um, you know, you sharing your dreams and how you've built what you've built with these kids. So tell me what that experience was like and how you as, you know, being the orator for that moment, how did you feel like with the kids looking at you? Did you get a sense of, they, they you know, they're very hopeful, the excitement, yeah. like how did it feel for you? 
It was really, it was such a neat experience and afterwards I had multiple people message me and, and tell me that they were so inspired by the day and, and that they wanted to follow their dreams because of my story and I went in just hoping that I could maybe connect with one person that day and the response was just overwhelming. I was so humbled by the fact that my few minutes of my story could have that impact. Um, I basically talked about how when I was in middle school and music was what I decided was going to be my thing and that I really loved it and what was going to go after it. I was bullied a lot because I was different and that and music was my thing and I wasn't caught up in who was popular and things like that and so um, it kind of set me apart in a way that made kids like think I was weird or whatever and I was basically talking to the high school kids about the fact that if I had let that get me down and and had I know it affected me a little bit, but if I had let that completely just drown drown me, then I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm so glad that the joy I get from music and from writing and from sharing that passion was so much greater than those temporary times of sadness, you know? Right. So, so you were you were an aloof independent spirit and yes. <laughs> and you didn't really need, you know, the coffee clutches and the, the yep. gangs and all that stuff. So so I, I just I'm so glad that you that they selected you because I think it's so important for people with your energy and vision and commitment to get out there and let people know because you yourself I'm sure experienced this just like I did in school. There's that one person that comes through and it may be one sentence they said that you picked up in four years of high school that just stayed with you forever. And I have a bunch of them, and I and they're all very, very positive things that you carry around and you can kind of help, you know, build your life out of. Yeah. Yeah, very, sure. very cool. Hey, um, tell me about marketing your music. Now, we're in a whole new realm of... Um, the music business has been kind of turned on its head upside down and inside out over the past like five or six years. And there seems to be um, this resurgence of, I think it's finally getting traction to be reborn. What's yeah. your take on it? How do you feel about it? Um, I definitely agree. The music business and all industries are constantly changing and evolving and growing into new things. So right now I would say, more than ever, it's possible for an independent artist to make it without a label and totally build their team themselves, but there's also a lot more people trying to do that. So it's kind of like, ah, what do you do? But um, me personally, I've used like all the online social media sources and stuff like that to get my stuff out there. Twitter? Facebook, yeah, Twitter, Instagram. Facebook. I, I'm, I'm reading your website. <laughs> I'm cheating. <laughs> Almost every single thing that's out there, I'm on it. And it's not just, you kind of have to be um, creative in the way you post things. You can't just post like a selfie every day and expect people to be like, oh, that's interesting. You know, you have to have good quality content and something that you want to say that people are going to want to hear. And so I've I've done that and you know I have kind of started to build my team around me. I have like music licensing and a college booking agent and my mother's actually my manager and she's incredible. Um, and so we really work well as business partners together. And so far we've done all of the promotion for my albums and things myself and just sending out press releases to local papers or different things and and blogs are huge right now with indie music. Right. So just tapping into all of those is really important and and 
these days, if you want to make it in the music industry, you know, as an artist, you have to have the business mindset and the creative mindset. And sometimes that's hard to balance, but, you know, it's just something you got to do. Is your mom Lori? Yes. Oh, she's awesome. Hey, so so we're buddies on Instagram. You don't know yeah. that, but I'm very fast on the draw here. Um, I agree. I think I think you hit it on the head there because people have to understand you can't just be, you know, the um, the, the the cool artist, you know, who's hanging out, scratching his beard, and smoking <laughs> cigarettes, you know, in between shows anymore. And maybe I'll write a song this month. But um, it's all about the work, and the work is tremendous. I mean, it, you know, if you really go after it, and it seems like you, I can tell by just looking at your, your website, um, you have put in the work uh, to do this and take it very, very seriously. So, uh, you know, I commend you for that. I want to play another one here. It's called Two Deep in Love. This is Kylie Odetta. He's incredible. The quality of the stuff he does is just always blows me away. Um, yeah, he found you though. I mean, he he's he's so uh, flattering and complimentary to what you're doing, and I just I, I think uh, I think it's wonderful. The production it just so suits what you're doing. It sounds great. Thank you. Yeah, we actually met. Um, I was one of the youngest performers to be accepted at this driven music conference down in Florida when I was 14. And I played in one of the showcases, and that's where we met. Um, and so I went down and 
did some stuff in their studio just to see if we would click and we just hit it off and our working connection and just our friendship really grew from there and even since then after he left that studio like we've stayed um, working together and he actually moved from Florida to Wisconsin and he travels all the time and so it's just really awesome like he'll come and stay in my house and we'll work in my home studio or I'll go there and we'll work in his home studio and we'll email back and forth send each other songs it's really great. That's fantastic. Hey, tell me about, um, Kylie, how do you put your music together? Like when you're writing, is it, and I always find this fascinating, so I have to ask, because everybody's so different, right? But do you like, um, do you have a favorite way? Is it like I pick up a guitar, I sit at a piano, do I get a riff in my head? Do I use a drum machine? Do I, you know, just grab a notebook or is it all of the above? Yeah, it's actually, it's kind of funny that you asked that. It's, it's evolved as I have continued writing because when I was younger and I wasn't as skilled at the piano, um, I would write my songs a cappella and I would literally be like in the shower and a tune would come to me and I would keep my phone next to my shower so if it came to me I could record it real quick and not forget it. <laughs> Use sandwich bags? So, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I used to do, but in the past few years and now, it usually happens when I'm playing piano, practicing for a show or practicing for something, and then I'll have a, a thought come into my head or I'll create a riff on the piano, a melody, and go from there and just take off. And it's funny, me and my parents always joke, they're like, you can never practice for your piano lessons because you always end up writing something in the middle of it and then forget what you're doing. <laughs> But isn't that true? Like, I mean, the writers, that happens all the time, uh, myself included. I, I always said I became a writer because I was never clever enough to figure out anybody's music. <laughs> I'd sit down to learn a song and I'd be like, all right, six minutes into it, I'm like frustrated and like I'd end up writing a song. It was yeah, easier. <laughs> song, yeah. And so... Daily, I like in terms of daily writing, I always have little thoughts or, or lines or a verse pop into my head and I make notes on my phone. So usually I'll, if I have a little thought, I'll write it down. And then later when I have time to go play piano, I'll come back to it and go off of that. But it always happens when I'm feeling really inspired by something or by someone else or something like so that. So you use that little microphone on the phone that you yep, can just do the I notes. I use voice memos. I was actually talking yesterday. I was like, I should put out like a SoundCloud series called the Voice Memo Sessions. And just yeah. my rough recordings of songs. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I bet you got a bunch of them because they fill up fast, don't they? <laughs> hey, um, so so the producer is Matt and you're doing great with him. So tell me a little bit about breaking habits in general. That's that's uh, Kylie's EP that's out right now. Um, and that's your latest work, correct? Yes, that is. I released that in March of this past year, I think. Oh, okay, great. It's a, it's a newbie still then. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So tell me about the title, Breaking Habits. How did we how did we settle on that? Yeah, okay. So if you listen to the songs on that EP, each one kind of describes a not healthy or not good relationship. Right. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, anybody in life like they go through periods of time where things just aren't going right or like you're personally just down or you're caught up in something and I was thinking about these songs I was like all of these songs are kind of talking about how you're on the other side of this relationship and it went horribly something went wrong you're unhappy blah 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 right. and now you're kind of trying to break that habit of doing the unhealthy relationship way you know right kind of trying to break away from those um, people and those relationships and those feelings and start new and start fresh. Do you ever suspect that it's something in you that's drawing these relationships to, towards you? 
(laughs) (laughs) You know, I think definitely it's just all about growing and learning and you have to go through um, mistakes and different types of people to figure out the type of person you want to be and the type of person you want in somebody else. Right. I only ask you because I'm guilty of that. (laughs) Terribly. Hey, I want to play another one. This is called, and speaking of, Breaking Habits, as you just alluded to earlier, and this is called Scarred. Back of my Again, you're very evolved as a writer. Thank you. For such a young lady. Um, I, I love the, um, I, how do I describe it? There's something uh, very, almost eerie in, yeah. in the song. It has this this heaviness that I'm pulled into, and it's just like, wow. It's almost, it's almost very, uh, it's very cinematic in an audio way. Yeah. We definitely, when I wrote that song, I was kind of picturing myself, I, like most of my songs, I take one little feeling and thought and I totally expand it and make it into this epic story. And so that's what I did with this one. Um, This was about a past relationship, but I wasn't really that like 
epically scarred, you know, but I was upset and and I was kind of reflecting on it and I came up with this song and I every time I play it live, I just that's probably one of the the songs that I get into the most. I just can't help but dive into it and I feel like when you listen to it, you kind of have to have your mind like open to going to that place you know because otherwise it might just pass over you right it's it's a big song it's uh pink floyd you know it's like not that you sound anything remotely like pink floyd (laughs) but it has that that hugeness to it you know and and um you know just great work on your behalf for writing the song and the production's wonderful it fits right in there hey um can we go back to social media just for a minute because i think this is such an important topic for um our fellow artists these days what are your major platforms i know you're on you know pretty much everything you need to be on um but what do you spend most of your time um using these days me personally, I prefer and use Instagram the most. Great, great answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been I've been with Sue B. Zimmerman. She's the Instagram gal. They call her the Insta gal. She's like um so she's been on my podcast and she's a big player in the Instagram thing and uh the numbers are staggering on where yeah. that's going. So so you emphasize Instagram, but you probably also use Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, and- Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, I would say, are my top three. And then I guess YouTube, like if you consider that a social media platform, I don't post on there often, though. Right. But yeah, Twitter is kind of like you can post however many times a day you want because it's just a very quick feed. Instagram is probably like once a day or every few days, and Facebook is about once a day, I would say, for artists if they're looking for like a guideline to post. Right. Um, but yeah, I would say Instagram for my demographic right now is definitely the biggest one like say I played the high school this week and I got probably a hundred plus followers that day on Instagram got maybe five on Twitter like two on Facebook you know and so it just kind of shows you right there right that's what people are on today it's the big platform now what about Periscope are you aware of that I am aware of it and I downloaded it a while ago but then I deleted it because I could not figure it out (laughs) okay well, you're, you're probably going to be on there today when I yeah. do my periscope. So I just started getting into that. I'm just curious because especially for, um, you know, uh, young artists, what are they leveraging? It's important for, um, I just appreciate you sharing that because I like to hear about that from everybody, especially the younger artists. Um, hey, also, what are you looking forward to, Kylie? As you're winding down this year, you got this record out now. What are the plans for the future, like gigs, uh, another record in the future, special performances, anything you want to share with us as we start to, to wind down here? Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to my next EP, which I'm hoping will come out in late January, early February of 2016. Okay. Um, I'm going in the studio to start working on it in October. And the whole concept behind this project is kind of encompassing the live show aspect of me as an artist because it's much more soulful and acoustic and very raw. And although I feel like I capture some of that in my produced um, records, I'd like to capture it a bit more and kind of create something that I can replicate live using real instruments and sounds that I can I can play live, you know? Right. So I'm really going to go after that and kind of showcase the more indie singer-songwriter side of myself as an artist because I feel I haven't done that um, completely yet in the past. So, so different, the live thing, isn't yeah, it? That immediacy yeah. and that intimacy. Exactly. That's great. So um, 
for people who want to buy Kylie Odetta's music, where do we go? Where's the best place? Give me all your places. Where do we go <laughs> to find out how to get your CDs and find out about your tours and everything? Yeah. Well, I would say the best place to go, if you want to go like one click where you can get to everything, would definitely be my website, okay. which is just KylieOdetta.com. And on there, you can get to all of my social media links. You can get to my tour dates, my videos, everything you can get to from that website. But I am on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, if you just type in Kylie Odetta. And of course, I'm on all the social medias. So the website, I'd say, would be the first place to go if you want to find a quick way to get to all of that. You got it covered, girl. So it's K-Y-L-I-E Odetta, O-D-E-T-T-A.com. That's Kylie Odetta. And by the way, your website's awesome. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I went through it uh, today and I just, well, I went through it before, but I went through it in detail today and it's really well laid out and... um, just the photos are great. The video, everything on there is just wonderful. So great job on that. So you're doing your homework, girl. <laughs> it's taken years of doing the wrong things to get to doing the right things and figuring it out. You know, we've definitely it's been a journey and it's it's awesome. Well, I'm so glad I'm so glad you stayed along for the ride. So listen, I want to thank you so much, Kylie, for joining me on the Dharmic Evolution. I had a great time chatting with you today, me learning too. all thank about you your so music. Much for having me. Yeah, it was fun. So um and we're we're practically neighbors. I mean, you're in you're in South Carolina, so and I'm in New Jersey, so we're practically neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just a short plane right away. Yeah, for sure. So um, thanks for being on the Dharmic Evolution. It was a pleasure today, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you real soon. Yes, thank you so much, Kevin. Well, I think she's got a little bit of Southern Belle in her. You know, it's that charm. What a beautiful young lady, smart and talented, and what a nice person uh, to hang out on Dharmic today. Hope you guys had a great time. Listen, thanks so much for supporting. Swing by Kylie's uh, site, KylieOdetta.com. Check out her beautiful website and all her artistry there. Um, and for those of you who have subscribed, rated, and reviewed this show in iTunes, thank you so much. I do appreciate that. And if you haven't done so yet, please consider doing so. It makes a world of difference to me and the show. And uh, I appreciate you uh, letting me know how you feel about the show. If I can make it better, I'm here to do that. Also, check out DharmicEvolution.com. With one swipe of the mouse, you can click through 23 countries and see all the fabulous artists from around the world that are on that site. Their pictures, their stories, their videos, all kinds of great things on there. So uh, once again, thanks so much for joining us today on the Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. Until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.